0: Don't wanna lie for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want a Christmas show. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. Baby oh. For Christmas.
1: Joey. Hello Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over a decade and every week we call one another and we catch up. Yes we do Mike Lawson. Yes
2: we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week but I have to correct you my friend. We've been friends for over two decades. No. Yes. We became friends in the year 2000. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to go murder myself. (laughs) That'll be the next song for next Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mike Lawson, how are you? Our annual Christmas show, our big Christmas
1: uh, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's actually our first one, though, right? Well, we've done Christmas shows before, but... maybe we can make this a tradition and catch up every every year what are you talking about we we catch up every week mike lawson but yeah we can do our christmas thing
2: week every single week we never miss a week we're like i think we're coming up on episode 400 pretty soon Mm. now granted and i don't know if you know this this might make you mad i have not been releasing the episodes what (laughs) (laughs) no i just kept them for myself I, I'm just I'm just hoarding
1: catching up episodes that no one's ever heard. <laughs> then why does RC Martinez still know about like all the personal details well, of my relationships? That that part you have to <laughs> work between you and
2: your ISP. But Mike Lawson, <clears throat> because I've been hoarding all of these catching up episodes, everyone is dying to know what you have yeah. been up to.
1: Yeah, well, good. I'm glad we're catching up then. Um, I have a couple of notes of things like that have happened since we last put out an episode that I wanted to tell you about. sure, um, please you, you kind of already know about all of it, but you know, just kind of update you. but to be honest, it's been a lot of just like mellow life living. I'm mm-hmm. kind of um, i mean i I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I sort of love not doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm jealous. we don't, I would love to be not doing a podcast. Yeah, I've kind of just, um, I sort of have come into this new, um, I don't know, like phase of life where I don't, I just don't have to share everything. Mm-hmm. Like all my feelings are just sort of like, I when you do a podcast like this and you feel a way about, I don't know, a situation and you have to talk about it and remember those feelings, sometimes they get amplified in the storytelling and mm-hmm. such and sort of just like letting things go immediately for me mm-hmm. and not having to remember like oh this is a story I'll have yeah. to tell later or mm-hmm. like this situation caused me anxiety I want to make sure I tell Joe about this anxiety don't forget mm-hmm. this anxiety that you know is going to be a good story like all of that is just really good for me mm-hmm. um i can see that so i've liked it i've kind of got gotten into this um uh you know the secret mm-hmm. <laughs> i've kind of done i mean we you and i have talked about this but like oh yes I've got, uh-huh. I've gotten into that and some mindfulness and a little bit of manifesting. And, mm-hmm. um, I listened to this podcast called, uh, Throwing Down
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, uh, Adam Burns. The He's the star show. of that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cooking show with Adam Burns. He's mm-hmm. a star and he talked a little bit about stoicism. Yeah. And weirdly, I wasn't like 50% through with a book about stoicism. Oh, really? Kind of when he mentioned that. Yeah. So I get it. Um, I'll tell him though, if he's listening, uh, you're not going to find it while you're doing a podcast though. (laughs) Like it's just, it's too, you're too self-centered when you're doing a podcast. Like you have to sort of release that and remember like, you're just a leaf on this big tree Mm -hmm. of humans. You're Mm -hmm. not a, you know, the branch, you're not the trunk. Mm -hmm. And So it's hard to do that when you're doing a show where you're, you're sort of like, for an hour you are you're trying you're talking about how you're the trunk you know um i have some questions
2: for you mm. um first one is you know everything you said is amazing i agree with i want to know the name of the stoicism book i want to read it yeah. i do think it's ironic that adam burns if you read a book on stoicism the least stoic person ever, a person who i'm not even joking this wasn't an episode i don't know if you know this and i don't know if i ever told you i'm on throwing down with adam burns oh Mm-hmm.
1: like every week
2: all yeah? right, every oh, yeah. episode. Uh-huh.
1: Every episode huh. in there. Yeah. I must I think I missed that one, but Yeah, yeah, maybe you did.
2: So, um, but I was going to tell you is I was listening to his episode of a, an episode of a show called Geeky Gay and he was like, "I don't know if you guys know this, but I was on a medication." And the medication it was like for like mental health and depression. But I stopped using it because I stopped caring about things. Like, I stopped caring about what people think. I stopped, <laughs> you know, worrying about that stuff. So I stopped using it. And I i literally was banging the steering wheel, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I, my question to you, actually, I never got to my question, because as usual, I just brought it back to myself, is, do you think that's everything you said, but do you think that's weird that you're dating a therapist and you came to this conclusion? Or maybe that's because maybe that's where you're like, I'm getting this now from my therapist boyfriend.
1: Um, I wouldn't say like he. I, I, I think he's very supportive of this kind of phase, mm-hmm. and I could even possibly make an argument that I sort of like found him because of this too. Like I was getting to this place, mm-hmm. and his energy kind of was very attractive to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that he's sort of like he doesn't therapize me mm-hmm. uh, a lot um he'll he'll occasionally tell me like I'm future tripping, you know that term no, and I feel like, oh it's I mean I think it's like a therapy term mm-hmm. um it just means you're kind of like you yeah, I understand that what you just said sounds very stressful, but that's like a week away and requires two oh. people to make two big decisions like mm-hmm. that may or may not happen, mm-hmm. so you're kind of just like have anxiety and worry about something that could or could not yeah. come into fruition so mm-hmm. he occasionally therapizes me but um not too much i think i just think he's kind of supportive of all of this you know do you do so. thi- you ever
2: and this is a weird thing because who warms the sun but do you ever therapize uh <laughs> Rishi?
1: yeah um i mean oh, really? i try to Um, I, I really love kind of throwing something back in someone's face, you know? Oh, sure. So like, if he, if he gives me some kind of advice about, it's usually worrying, like, Mm -hmm. you know, don't worry about that because, so when he starts worrying, I like to kind of throw it back, but, um, he could use a therapist just as much as I could. Yeah. Like, Yeah. yeah, he doesn't go to therapy. Oh, he doesn't. No, but he yeah. should. I know
2: a therapist, I don't want to give his name away, but Taylor also sees a therapist.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and uh, I think that's good for him. And I think yeah. he, he would agree, too. You know, and going back to something you said as well, is I had, you know, I can't leave podcasting as my job. Well, I guess I could yeah. quit my job, right? But, um, but I know what you were going through. I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but I was really going through it. For the th- reasons you're talking about, at the beginning of the pandemic, in a weird kind of way the pandemic healed this, but um, I was going through it in a similar kind of way where it felt like my entire, like there was nothing sacred left in my personal life. That everything was just being ripped apart and and used for content um, yeah. and put into pies, essentially. Basically a sweetie Todd thing where I was cannibalizing my own life and it yeah. felt for content because I was feeling this pressure of creating content. I didn't know what else to do. What I landed up doing was doing an amazing show called Shady Pines with you and uh, Joseph L. Boohecker but, yeah. but and, and, and diversifying. But I know
1: what you mean, where you have to like save a little bit of yourself, or it gets ripped apart. Yeah, and I to go even further, Joey, it's it is saving some of myself. You're right. But there's even more of it where it's like sort of like releasing myself a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. So like I'm not holding these stories for a long time. I'm just kind of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that lady was a bitch in the supermarket, but she's probably having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Now it's my turn at the the checkout stand. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not kind of like holding on to these stories for any longer than I have to. I'm letting stuff go a lot quicker. So, yeah,
2: I want to go back to the manifestation because, you know, I was talking to someone recently And he start. uh, look, I I told him from the very beginning, I'm not going to try and sell you on manifestation, you know? Yeah. He asked me about it because he had been listening to old catching up episodes. And I said, look, I I learned a long time ago, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So when you're ready, but I can tell he's starting the very beginning of his manifestation process and, or learning about it and putting it into practice. But I want to know from you, because you used to be skeptical, what changed your mind?
1: Uh, it's almost weird to talk about this, Joey, because it, it it's sort of so personal. And then I think the reason that it's kind of been successful for me is because mm-hmm. it's been very private. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't have to defend this to anyone. I don't have to kind of explain it to anyone. And so I think that's part of the success of it. But there was um, a moment there was sort of a
2: crystallization.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what it was though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of, so manifestation to me in when I was skeptical sort of was like okay if i want to win the lottery mm-hmm. i just need to think hard about it mm-hmm. and then why doesn't everyone want to win the lottery and mm-hmm. then that this is all stupid mm-hmm. it's a waste of time mm-hmm. but i sort of i don't know who said it or if i read it somewhere but it's like i actually don't want to win the lottery oh, do you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, it's actually before the lottery part i had to sort of like figure out like what do i want mm-hmm. and then oh i could certainly have that I just need to kind of give up a lot of the other stuff that I'm holding on to that's stopping me from getting there. So,
2: Well, you know, it's so funny is, so um, as you know, uh, I am a big fan of Marianne Williamson and I was at one of her talks. You voted for her even. That's how big of a... Oh, yeah. Oh, I was on her campaign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was considering me for vice president, but uh, Uh (laughs) uh, it didn't happen. She called me and she was like, girlfriend, you are so on you know or what did, yeah. what
1: did she what did she say i don't remember she called you and she said we didn't do it joe we didn't do it
2: <laughs> we didn't do it joe we didn't um no but uh but i was at one of her talks and you know she does like a lengthy Q and A after and someone like I had never at those talks ever heard her talk about manifestation and someone asked her about it and she and she had such a great answer she was talking about like well, yeah, you can manifest that house on the beach. By the way, every manifestation example I always see is always a mansion on the beach. But, um, you can manifest that, that mansion on the beach. But if you don't fix the inherent lack of why you want the mansion on the beach, then you're just practicing magic. And then you are, that, st- that, that hole is not filled and you, uh, are gonna keep wanting, like that, that does not gonna solve the problem. And it's so funny that we're talking about this. I was just talking about my, I was talking to my cousin Richard this week. I don't know if you know this, Lawson, but I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. Okay. Mm. And he was telling me, we were, I don't know how it came up, but, uh, he's sort of evolved on manifestation to like the next level, which I kind of want to do research in. He found this woman. Because I have so many manifestation stories. I'm sure you do too. But from what he was telling me that this woman teaches, I was like, oh my God, that explains so much more of what I've experienced. But she was on like, I hate saying this because this is even crazier than Marion Williamson. She was on the Goop podcast. Okay. okay. And that's how he heard of her first. And then he started. But the problem is she hasn't written a book. She only has like a subscription thing, like a Substack oh. or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was essentially saying that the woman was saying <clears throat> that... Um, That manifestation, the power of manifestation comes from your idea of self-worth and that that explains why someone like Donald Trump, because I do think Donald Trump is like a dark manifestation lord or something like that, right? Sure. Because he values himself so highly that he just gets what he wants, you know, and so that. That's what to make it happen is really this idea. So if you just want it, but you don't believe in that you want it, then the universe is not going to respond. But a really interesting one that he was telling me was that one of the things she teaches is that when you met, when, when you ask the universe for something, you, you know, all that jazz and the universe responds, the first thing it will do is it will send a test. It will test you. Yeah. And you have to deny, do you know about this woman or anything what I'm saying?
1: No, not oh, yeah, I yeah. mean I, the testing I sort of understand, I think I understand where you're going, but yeah. I don't know this woman. and that you have to like so in other words,
2: and you have to and, and the test will be sort of what you want, but not exactly what you want, yeah, you know, and you have to just even though it's hard, you have to so you might be, I want this perfect job, and there's a job that maybe is kind of what you want and doesn't pay as much, and you'll take it. But that, that then you're shutting off a bigger thing down the line, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. I feel like I've also like just taken the first thing that oh my, this is it, you know. And what's funny is I was watching a um a video from Charles Phoenix who was like a gay guy in Palm Springs, and he was going around. A, it doesn't sound silly, but like he was going around this woman's like mid century home and doing a tour, and she's talking about. He goes, oh my god, look, you have this super rare blank person i don't know what it was right he goes yeah. where did you find it and she goes the pasadena swap meet and he goes really and she goes and he, she goes you know it's so funny He goes, i've been wanting one for years and then i was in like seattle or somewhere and this guy had it but he wanted way too much money and i was like you know i want it but i don't want it that bad so i didn't buy it but then i went down to pasadena sweep, the pasadena swap me like the week later and the guy wanted sixty dollars for it and i bought it and i was like you know that's that's kind of what Richard was talking about. And so I don't know if you had any experience similar to that.
1: No, I mean, sort of, um, no, I don't. I mean, I could get into it a little yeah. bit more, but I see, feel like it almost ruins some of the, the greatness of it for me. Like I, I, I could, what I will tell you is I've kind of, um, in some of the manifestation manifest- work I've been doing, it's sort of like, um, you kind of create something super simple mm-hmm. and then you sort of like test this over yes. and over. So like some people yes. are like stupid stuff. Like I'm going to find a parking space. Yes. That's like, how that's I how always I started. find a good parking space. That's how I started. Yeah. Uh-huh. And mine sort of was like, I see things that are kind of rare. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of always see stuff that does like a lot of people don't see. I get to see stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, after I started kind of focusing on that, I would see like people on the street doing things that are kind of funny or sweet Mm -hmm. or nice or bigger things were like you and I have talked about this, but I was with my boyfriend's family when they went through like a really deep, deep, dark moment of grief for one of their family members that died. And like, I watched this family kind of like do something that was really healthy and that was like rare. And it wasn't, pretty it wasn't fun mm-hmm. but it was kind of like a manifestation that i kind of created i you know like i see stuff like i just get to experience stuff that not everybody gets to experience and maybe you know everybody has that ability mm-hmm. but i'm like focused on it and i kind of appreciated that moment and it helped me grow as a human so that's kind of my that was my simple sort of one mm-hmm. that's kind of um, morphed into what i'm doing now so mm-hmm.
2: Um, I love how people thought, oh, yay, uh, a catching up Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about manifestation. So, you yeah. know what we can talk about is, I have questions about this is, you know, um, recently, I don't, I don't even remember when, maybe it was the summer, you and, um, Rishi, your boyfriend, were going down to San Diego, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And you stopped in Los Angeles and we got oh, to yeah. see each other. Yeah, Um, And I wanted to talk about that briefly,
1: but first, what were your thoughts on the whole event of seeing each other? It's the first time we saw each other in a long time. Yeah, it was good. It was, again, this kind of is tapping into the first thing we just talked about though. Like we just had a good lunch. There wasn't, there's no stories to share. I think Mm -hmm. you even said that when you kind of recapped it on a show, it was Mm -hmm. like nothing eventful, you know, Rishi liked you. You liked Rishi. Mm -hmm. We kind of got to know each other. Mm -hmm. Then we, then we paid the bill and we left, you know? Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, and it, and, and it was – I think we even talked about this at the event, but it was kind of nice not – and, and it speaks to what you were saying. We weren't like, well, we have to talk about this on the show, you know, yeah. like or we can't yeah. talk about this, we can't talk about that, blah, blah, blah. blah. The, the, it was sort of freeing just to be like friends.
1: Yeah. And since I've been on the show, um, Rishi's kind of met a, pretty much all my friends, mm-hmm. you included – Um, We've gone to a couple weddings. I've met his whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, So like things have kind of grown and developed since I last recorded an episode with you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I spent Thanksgiving with his family Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has not visited my family at all. Mm -hmm. And to make this story even more juicy, I haven't seen my family since you and I talked. I haven't seen them in probably close to two years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're not a stranger or anything. It's just like they're not vaccinated. Oh, they're um, not vaccinated? No, my parents never got vaccinated. My sister is. Okay. My nephew is. My nephew had a baby a couple weeks ago too. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Have we talked about that at all? No, but he already had another kid, right? No. This oh is no! First. Oh
2: really? Oh, so you're like a grand uncle? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, is it and weird I'm that going. Your sister's a grandmother. It's really weird. Yeah. Oh my god. My mom's a great grandma. Oh my god. So. Uh, I'm going to go see them in January, but this whole vaccination thing is kind of, I feel very Adam Burns about it. I'm like, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings, but I don't know who I'm supposed to tell them to. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I just, I guess I'm going to stay in their house. Oh my God, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I love Adam Burns. It's yeah. all joking, but I just feel very kind of conflicted, but I also feel like, too conflicted to kind of have a conversation about it. So, yeah. for starters, this is so complicated because I don't really understand the risk. Mm-hmm. Like, am I putting them at risk by showing up? You know, like, mm-hmm. what if I bring COVID to them? Yeah. But then, what if they have COVID and I? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it's just weird. Um, but I'm going January second week of January. I think. Is Are you nervous? Well, we just talked about that, but I mean, I'm like, just like not necessarily
2: nervous about the but forget COVID aside. Just emotionally, is that bringing up feelings?
1: No, I think that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It, it's only for a weekend, too. It's actually really quick. It'll be fine. Is Rishi going to go, too? No, oh. he'll he'll go the next time. I feel like I haven't seen him in two years. I yeah. think I should just kind of go
0: mm-hmm.
1: see what I'm dealing with. My dad has since retired. He mm-hmm. retired at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go go see what, what I'm dealing with.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, will you go to
1: my favorite place, Oregon Stop Pizza. (laughs) No, probably not. I actually don't think we'll leave the house much. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just for a weekend, you know?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking to somebody. uh, It was like a business meeting, actually. And he had mentioned he was from Phoenix originally. Yeah. And I kept, you know, I asked about Oregon Stop Pizza. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, only Mormons go there. And I was like, okay. And then he goes... (laughs) And then he would bring something, and I kept bringing it back to Organ Stop Pizza. Oh. And you could tell he was like, Why is this asshole yeah. consistently bringing up Organ Stop Pizza? You can tell he Do was you just like, "Stocking over. Or- yeah, exactly. Stop or something. Yeah. yeah, you could tell that was sort of what he was sort of thinking. And I was, so I'd left it alone after that, but I was like, Oh, this guy's having some feelings about Organ Stop Pizza.
1: Weirdly, that's exactly what he was thinking. I was like, damn, this guy has some <laughs> feelings about Oregon stuff.
2: Well, also, I think because he's straight, this guy was straight, and, and I don't know why Oregon stop pizza to me is gay. But
1: like, well, it's not, it's not gay, but it's so kitschy that yeah. it kind of becomes gay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's very straight, it's very family oriented. Yeah.
0: It makes really sense. you talking was, about Oregon stop pizza right now.
1: He said that it's in a very Mormon area. Yeah, Mesa. It is. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. I mean, the whole kind of phoenix suburbs are pretty mormon mm-hmm.
2: now i know you just talked about how you're so glad that you're not doing a podcast anymore you're so glad right so i want to take this moment to announce uh everyone in the basic tier and above so everybody starting in january 2022 for 52 weeks in a row you are going to get mike lawson's new podcast where he analyzes uh Stephen sondheim's masterpiece
1: being alive uh what's the name of the podcast again lawson it's called Being Alive Again. Oh yeah, Being Alive Again. And I, I have to correct you. I don't analyze anything. Um, really all I do is I play a different version of mm-hmm. Being Alive from the Steven Sondheim, George Firth musical comedy company. Mm-hmm. And I picked out 52 versions of it. Some of them are like really pro. It's like, mm-hmm. I think I start with the original Broadway cast mm-hmm. and I go through kind of all the the big versions, but mm-hmm. I also have like, Some high school kid from New Jersey during his high school recital, Mm -hmm. and you know, some college in upstate New York had a recital, end of year recital, and some kids saying "Being Alive," and it's all of these. So fifty two of them. Yeah, Um, and I'm glad that you're going to release them because I started releasing them on all the major kind of platforms, and Mm -hmm. I got shut down real quick. So which to me means someone had to a, a, a report it, right? Yeah, maybe I don't actually know um you, I sent you a screenshot of what mm-hmm. they told me and it was something about how like um the platform shouldn't be used for music streaming. It's like pl- podcast. The, I got shut down by Anchor specifically. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but here's the part I don't get, is Anchor has this feature, I don't know if you used it, where it says, use your Spotify playlist and play music from your Spotify.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't play full versions of songs. It's like interstitial stuff. And so the way I was doing it, it was uploading full MP3s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the good thing is I recorded all 52, I scheduled them, and I was basically just letting them come out. I think it was on like maybe episode Ten to twelve, something in there, Mm -hmm. when it got shut down. Uh, But all fifty-two of them, I gave to Joey, and he's gonna be releasing them. Hopefully, you'll like it. They're really short. I mean, the song, you know, is probably like two to five minutes, depending on the version. Mm -hmm. And then my intro is like thirty seconds. Yeah. So it's not a super long podcast, but you'll get the show being or the song being alive every week if you if you want it or don't listen. I don't care. But um, the Song sort of is about, I mean, I mean Joe knows, but if you don't know, Company kind of is about a guy who's sort of like in a phase of life where he's kind of figuring out if he settles down or not. And, you know, this song specifically is about kind of um, realizing that maybe you need more than what you've had. And I don't know. I just feel like I might be in kind of a Bobby phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I recorded all of these and then, I'm glad that they're going to be able to see the light of day.
2: You know, what's so funny is, did you have any kind of feelings or emotions when Sondheim passed away?
1: Yeah, I did. What's weird is the Sh- Sh- Being a live podcast got shut down like the week before he died. Mm-hmm. So basically I killed him. Yeah. But he, um, I kind of was already in this like, um... I I was already feeling kind of feelings about him and his art and how it affected me in my life. And then he passed and then it was kind of nice to see how many people, like it was just like a huge outpouring of kind of love and grief and um, people talking about how his work helped them. And Mm -hmm. from everyone, like, sure, the people who are on Broadway, great. It affected you or, Mm -hmm. you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, cool. It changed you and the way you, created your work Mm -hmm. but then it was also just like regular people too kind of in their comments about stuff and and people from my past you know people Mm -hmm. who i grew up with who kind of introduced me to into the woods and then to see that guy kind of mention i'm like oh yeah you did you were kind of part of this for me and Mm -hmm. i don't know it was good how did you feel about all of that it was one of these
2: things where you know i'd reckoned with it for a long time and I'd even seen him a couple of weeks before on Colbert. And I was like, oh, it's not yeah. looking good, right? Um, and – uh but it still felt like losing a member of my family. Maybe not like an immediate member, but like yeah, – Right, right. You know, like, an uncle you really like seen at parties or something. Yeah, same. And, um, you know, it helped really put into focus – how important his music was to me. And I, and I, I, I Adam Vaughn, the day he died, had, had written to me and said, you know, he didn't know anything about Sondheim and he wanted to know if there was one song that he should listen to. And I, and I had recommended before anything came out, like the song Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George. I felt this was the most accessible song. Mm-hmm. And then I started to see that everybody was doing it. I started to see that one other person put it, posted it, people were posting it. And I was like, oh, it's, Interesting, and then like they that's what they sang on that in Times Square or wherever. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, because then people would ask me, Well, what which ones do you like? and and maybe you feel the same way, but it felt like every Sondheim fanatic has their own songs that mean Mm. something to them for very personal reasons, sure. So, a They're so important in the context of the show or your life and so on, that it would take so much explanation to to explain why these songs are your favorites, but also, there's also something very personal about those songs. There are some songs I probably would never share with anybody that are my favorites because they just mean something so personal to me, you know, and to, to... tell you why or to share it with you would then expose something i don't necessarily want exposed
1: yeah and so i, I saw a little night music um maybe a couple of weeks before he passed away mm-hmm. uh, in san francisco they were doing yeah. it and then uh the weekend after he died i saw into the woods mm-hmm. at berkeley playhouse oh yeah uh which was really nice mm-hmm. and uh, a little night music I had never seen before. Like oh. I knew the music, but I never had seen the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! So I that was it. kind of just good. And it kind of, when that happened, I, when I saw it, I was like, damn, like there, cause there's other Sondheim that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, like I, I'm actually lucky I get to see these things, you know, like I get to still experience some of this. Yeah. Where, you know, and the, this stuff is kind of old, mm-hmm. but I still have this like present to unwrap. Mm-hmm. Um, But then, into the woods is like an old favorite, yeah. and I went to that, and I was like, it was almost the same feeling because it was a different version of something that I've already unwrapped, but it was like re-gifted to me. Mm-hmm. Um, It was great. It was good. Yeah. And it in, into the woods was like a. Sh- uh, I almost said something negative, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. It was a community theater production <laughs> where where the edges are rough, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I it was great and it it was just good not every note got hit you know but they tried yeah well this is a perfect transition into
2: joe and mike on the aisle today we were talking about the 2020 uh film by steven spielberg his remake well, I don't think it's a remake, just his no, film version. Reimagine. Of, yeah. It, actually,
1: re-im- if you hear any interviews, they've all been coached to not call it a remake. It's yeah. called reimagined.
2: A reimagined version of West Side story. Um, you know, with addition they basically rewrote the script. <laughs> yeah. By uh who's the guy that wrote Angels in America? Um Kushner. Yeah, Tony Kushner. Yeah. Right? And so, Lawson, you and I were discussing before, you have not seen this yet. Are
1: you going to see no, it? No, not yet. Yeah, certainly. And I want to see it on the big screen. No, I just yeah. don't. I am not sure if that's going to happen. So. Going to a movie seems so arduous.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know what's so funny is, I think I, I saw a head story in the nick of time. I don't know if I feel comfortable going to a movie now. Uh, even though the movie theater is going to, was you have to show your vaccination card the, and the ID. Uh, they sit people like, you know, they don't ha- let anyone sit next to each other. Uh, it's a whole thing, right? They have the, yeah. those special UV lights in the vents and shit, right? I'm still like, you know? Yeah. Well, what I wanted to tell you, I wanted to share my thoughts on The West Side Story. Okay. First of all, and I don't know what your connection to West Side Story, this is probably one of the shows I've seen... The most in my life I was in a production in high school I played Chino I've just seen I've run the gamut of seeing it in a tiny little Musical theater Like place in like a train station in La Habra An old train depot or something Do you know this place? No Oh yeah mm. I've seen it there To all the way I've seen it at the Hollywood Bowl With Jeremy Jordan As Tony Like I've seen I've run the I've seen everything Right? Yeah And so I know this show Backwards, forwards, upside down Everything and so I was like, "Okay, let's see what's going to happen." And I and I'd seen the sort of effusive reviews, but I didn't know how much of that was just you know marketing. Yeah, Mike Lawson, I'm going to tell you this is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. It, and everyone that I've told and gone to see it was John Paul was with me, as was Evil John, who was like, you know, uh, but it kept downing. Okay, okay. Let me before we let me talk about the experience. So on the way to see West Side Story, this is not a fat pig of me. This is a cheap ass person (laughs) of me. in that I stopped and got McDonald's on the way because this place is one of those where they bring food to you. Yeah. But it's like really expensive. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll get some chicken McNuggets and a Diet Coke so that like I'm not dropping $60, I'm dropping $25, you know? Yeah. So I had a Diet Coke, and then I was like, oh, wait, I have a box of Diet Cokes in my car. And I took one of those, and I refilled it after it was done. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the movie theater, and I had I ordered a Diet Coke and another one, those big ones. I had four large Diet Cokes, right? Yeah. So eventually, in a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I had to go pee. And then I broke the seal... Yeah. And I had to go pee again. Ben only peed twice in this two and a half hour movie, and all both of them towards the end. Afterwards, Evil John's like, I think you need to see a doctor. (laughs) You know, Joe, our prostate health is really important, and you can just go and they'll check your prostate. I'm like, I, I, I he's like, just listen to me. So now he's like on me to go see a doctor about my prostate, which I have no problem with. But I do think it was because I have so much liquid. Seven Diet Coke. Seven Diet Coke.
1: I'm going to go see it. I'm excited to see it. hmm I'm also, um, I feel like I just want it to be good. So I'm oh. like, I'm going to be, yeah, looking for that. Um, I feel like we've had a lot of experience with shows and, I mean, musicals specifically, but just a lot of kind of art that's getting remade. Mm-hmm. And if we want to hate it, we will hate it. And if we don't want to hate it, we won't. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to like it. So I can tell you now, two thumbs up for me. I'm telling you, it
2: solved so many questions and problems in the original. And I'm not just talking about race stuff. Just like even like little story things. And you're like, oh yeah, why was that not ever like explain? Like how it can yeah, get right? You know, like yeah. it's just it just tied up all these loose ends, you know, um... And, uh, tried to, like, is it a perfect movie? No, but man, it's pretty fucking close. I was saying, I think the highest compliment I can give is, like, I told you, I've seen this a hundred times, if not more. Yeah. And for the first time, I found myself not wondering what was gonna happen, but, but being like, Artonium, are we gonna make it this time? You know, I don't know if that makes any kind of sense, but like, so emotionally invested that even though I knew it was coming, I got sort of this dread because I knew it was coming because I wanted them to work. If that makes sense. You were hopeful. I was hopeful. And so it reinvigorated. And um, so afterwards, uh, I guess it's always me, John Paul, then Evil John in the row. And so I guess Evil John was very emotional during this. And he was asked John Paul, did you cry at all? And he's like, no. And I go, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I have no heart, right? And what's um interesting is i took because i guess john Paul, evil john was sobbing i said i never cry, but my eyes were watering the whole time but yeah. aiden went and he cried his father sobbed at the end oh and then bucky said he was just a mess the whole movie and bucky has seen it a thousand times too
1: i uh, cry a lot so there's no oh. there's no chance i'm getting out of this without crying oh i yeah. will cry yeah yeah yeah
2: It's just handled so well. And and there's all this shit in the news about, oh, it bombed and whatever. I'm like, A, there's a fucking pandemic. B, I think this is one of these movies that, like, okay, maybe it's not doing so well at the box office. But, like, uh, you know, it's going to replace the old one, which has so many problems, as being shown in theaters and schools, you know, theater programs and high schools. And this is going to be the new thing. And people are going to watch it on streaming services. I'm not worried about it at all.
1: Yeah. Well, good. All right, well, um, if you have any help... That else was Mike about, and Joe all right, all on you. the aisle. Beep, beep. Uh, bub, bub. Uh, I also, by the way, just while we're in this theater frame mm-hmm. of mind, since I've talked to you last on recording, I've seen A Little Night Music and in Into the Woods I told you about. hmm um, the theater I work at, we opened Hamilton, mm-hmm. closed Hamilton. <laughs> we had a production of Jesus Christ Superstar come yeah. to town, mm-hmm. starring Judas, who you may recognize from the January 6th insurrection <laughs> on the Capitol. Um, we had My Fair Lady come through. Uh-huh. Um, right now, we have a Christmas Carol in in our theater, which mm-hmm. you guys have down in LA. Same production, mm-hmm. um, which is closing after Christmas at God. Mm-hmm. And then I also have like some stuff coming up. I'm going, well, I went to, oh, I went to the, there was like this gay show at the symphony
0: mm-hmm.
1: on Friday where uh, local drag celebrity Peaches Christ was sort of the MC for the night. And then Thor G Thor came out and played the violin okay. and the uh, um, some not viola. Played a couple instruments with the symphony, which was actually really good. Like, mm-hmm. Thorge Thor maybe is problematic for some people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, not everyone loves Thorge Thor. But, like, it was a fun show, mm-hmm. even if you hate her. You know what I mean? Like, it was just fun. Yeah. Um, And a few other kind of, like, D-list celebrities were there. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to the gay men's choir show tonight, and I, I'm canceling because I don't feel so good. Mm-hmm. I took a COVID test this morning, by the way, mm-hmm. and it's negative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I'm also going to the ballet mm-hmm. next week to see a version of the Nutcracker. I'm kind of, um, Oh, this might be a small topic too is I've, re- I received a promotion of sorts. And so I'm in my new job. I kind of am in a position where I get offered comp tickets a oh, lot more because uh-huh. i'm i'm sort of the guy not not the guy but i'm a guy that hands out comp tickets when uh-huh. we have them yeah so i'm kind of like in the good graces of people who have comp tickets at their theaters if that makes sense so which is funny because when i
2: used to do that stuff with john paul and not i don't think you manifested this i don't not really in this at all but i do think it's funny that like when i used to do this with john paul you would say like oh my god i'm so jealous
1: of such a delight yeah. and whatnot yeah, I would go to the theater every night if it was free. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I don't is because it's so expensive, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a new job that's kind of um, no, it's it's a little not less work. It's just different work. I don't mm-hmm. manage people, yeah. so it's just kind of like I just do my job every day and I'm done, and it's good. Um, we're. Involved in the reopening of this Harry Potter show in San Francisco
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and JK Rowling is a weird personality that can't keep her opinions about trans people to herself. So like it's been Rocky trying to open Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in the transgender district of San Francisco has been complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's a good job. Like I'm really kind of satisfied and happy there. Um, I'm trying to think so family, Rishi, work health is another one like my mm-hmm. health is good since I talked to you last time on was I on an insulin pump no, 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 I'm on an insulin pump again um and things are good there. everything's good, Joey. you know what's so interesting is
2: recently you know Aiden like many people has his mother and then his and his father his mother and his father divorced and in and, and for me, I think since he was very 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 young. And he has a stepmom that he's had since he was little, right? Yeah. And uh recently he posted something that some oh something she posted on her Twitter about bread she made or something. And I saw her Twitter so I went to go sort of do some cyber stalking. uh oh And I knew she was a scientist. She's like a she had a PhD in some sort of sciencey thing. She's doctor, you know, doctor so-and-so, right? Yeah. And I go to her Twitter page. <clears throat> And in her bio, it's like, oh, you know, I love cats or whatever, right? And then it says, like, uh, like uh, gobbledygook, scientific gobbledygook. My research is in scientific gobbledygook. And I'm like, huh, I don't think I've ever known what she researched, right? So I type in what that gobbledygook is. And I was like, in fact, Aiden's going to talk to her about it today. It's super interesting. So she's doing research into... The relationship between diabetes and a certain part of the brain, and I think, from what I gather, it's very sciencey, that the hypothesis or theory that they have is that diabetes is caused by this part of the brain not communicating effectively with the pancreas or whatever. Mm. And... I'm making a very simple version of something
1: I don't understand. So it's some, yeah. so he's
2: going to talk to her about it today.
1: I'd be cur- curious to hear her thoughts on like Alzheimer's link to diabetes too, because if that's kind of her area, mm-hmm. brain and diabetes, she probably has some good opinions. Yeah, I'll text him. About. Some people call di- or Alzheimer's type three diabetes, oh. like it's so connected, and we're just kind of barely scratching the surface on the connection. Did you?
2: It's so funny that you're saying that because did you see this medical thing? where it was um, that they're seeing a link between um, lowering your risk of of Alzheimer's and taking um, Viagra? No. Yeah. So uh, they're doing research, but they've been showing so I'm like, oh, well, I have Viagra. She's going to be taking it now uh, on the reg. You know? Just for my brain. Just,
1: Just for, for, my, for brain. my brain. Yeah.
2: By the way, my brain's in my dick. Speaking yeah. of, by the way so i have this office here right but because of christmas and whatnot i just have these boxes and empty boxes that I just need to be torn up and thrown away up against uh i love how i'm looking at it right now this wall of closets i don't think people have ever seen it. it's off camera all the time but this wall of like uh, cabinets and it, and it, there's nothing in there usually my, mom's where my mom keeps like you know like placemats and and uh yeah. tablecloths right And I've had just a bunch of boxes that I need to tear up, and I've just been sort of lazy about it. And, um, but also just junk I need to throw away. Right. So the other day I went with, where did I go? I don't know. I went out somewhere. Who knows where. Right. And I was gone for the day. And I, and I, uh, and when I'm gone, my mom's like, oh, I had to move the things in your office to the side. I need a tablecloth. And I was like, whatever. And I get back, Mike Lawson, she did not even, it's not moving. She literally, it looks like a tor- a little tornado came and threw everything across the room, right? Yeah. But I had this box that had a bunch of stuff that you still need to put in storage or like I need to throw away. It wasn't a very big box, probably the size of like um, what maybe like computer speakers would come in or something or like a, I don't know what, right? Okay. And that's where I did been meaning to throw away, but I just needed to go and throw it away in the dumpster, my old um, oh. fleshlight, <gasps> and my Tanga eggs, and my lube, right? Okay.
1: And your and, mom saw these, or?
2: Well, when I walk in, the box is just there, and shit is thrown out of there, and the fleshlight, which, was, okay, this is actually funny, I had kept my flashlight in an old... Um, what was the name of that thing you used to do at your old company about the diabetes? What? Uh, The Big Blue Test? The Big Blue Test, right? And you guys had sent me one time, like, a a a drawstring. Yeah, Uh a backpack or something. So I'd put my fleshlight in there. The backpack was just opened... And the fleshlight <laughs> was hanging out with the lube. Everything was in that bag, that satch, that sach, or satchel, or sack, or whatever, right? Yeah. And then the tenga
1: I hope you eggs, don't mind, Joey. I moved your sex backpack.
2: Yeah. And then the, the <laughs> I know. Um, and then the the tenga eggs were like just open. I gotta see right now. I just like was like I don't. I have not the addressed eggs it with were them. Open. Oh my god. Yeah. And I said, were you guys snooping through my things? And they're like, no. <sighs> but you know what? If they bring this shit up with me, I'm gonna say, look, I'm a sex positive person. Right. yeah so i have no shame
1: you know i was gonna even throw those things
2: away so that's what you guys get for snooping
1: but right? the cringe of it is like if it's open like did your mom like what is this let me just touch this yeah what is why it? does it smell funny joey <laughs> and she's like sniffing it you know like, oh. even worse if one was missing and then it yeah. turned up in the room right like one of the tank yeah. of eggs she's using it as like a candle holder <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's trying to use it for eggs i'm like why yeah. <laughs> what is this actual eggs um and so there was that story then you know i forgot to pull the audio from this and maybe i will just replace it i don't know what i'll do i'll tag it in somewhere put it but you know we have this ring right yeah and uh my parents have a neighbor that's their friend gloria right I know and gloria, she's yeah. yeah yeah and she's kind of. oh she's the one that remember i don't know if you remember this remember when you came over one time and she was like so you're vegetarian. Do you just eat, like, salads? Do you remember no, this? No, I don't remember. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, um, let me see if I can pull up, log in here. Maybe I can pull up right here. Um, and, and she goes, do you just eat, like, salads? And I go, and you're like, no. Anyway, she's she's pretty much deaf. She's going deaf. Her hearing aids don't always work, right? Yeah. So she came and she rang the doorbell, okay, and, but, and my mom, my parents were out and about. That's the thing. Somebody came and picked them up. So she thought they were home because their car was here, you know? Mm. And so, so she came ring the doorbell, but she was convinced my parents were home. But my, meanwhile, they got the ring. My parents got the ring thing. Like they got the alert. And,
1: um. They tried to tell her they're not there or something. And yeah, and they're here.
2: Gloria! Gloria! And she's just like, do, 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 do. Gloria! You know what I'll do? Where's my phone? I sent it to my brother, so I can send it to you. I want you to watch this, and then I'll put the audio in over it.
1: Oh, oh, it's a cute... They have poinsettias out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's cute. Is it running water? Oh, yeah, they have fountains. Gloria! Gloria! (laughs) Gloria! Gloria, Fuck. Gloria, <laughs> Gloria, can you, Gloria,
2: can you hear me? Can
1: you hear me? Gloria. She's just
2: gonna walk away right now. She's good. She like ugh.
1: Gloria. Yeah, Gloria, I'm not home.
0: I'm on my way home. I'm in LA. <laughs> See that.
1: That's funny. Did she hear? No, because then my mom called.
2: My mom called her house, and she was like, "You were you you weren't answering the door." She goes, Gloria, we kept talking. You didn't hear us. I That's know so you guys funny. are home." And she goes, "No, we're not home." <laughs> Whatever. And uh I'm trying to think. If there's anything that you don't know? And I I, I leave, And this is why I don't know where you are. I lead a pretty boring life. Yeah. You, you know, I don't go anywhere. Someone's like, "Oh, I'm going to all these holiday parties." I'm like, "I'm not going to any holiday parties," and I'm happy about it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I'm see. I mean, this is no judgment because I'm. I went to the symphony on Friday, like. Mm-hmm. But it seems like shit is just getting canceled left and right. People mm-hmm. are getting COVID left and right. Mm-hmm. It might be time to kind of tighten it up a little. Like I've started relaxing a little on you know my hand washing and every once in a while. The other day I left the office, mm-hmm. walked down two flights of stairs passed our security guard, walked down another flight of stairs into the BART station, tagged my card, went down an escalator, and was about to get on the train before he realized I wasn't wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it might be time for me- us to kind of start getting serious about COVID again just for a minute. you know? No, I agree. After Valentine's Day, though, because Aiden's coming down here. Oh. <laughs> um, is he staying in L.A.? or Palm Springs, or what are you guys doing?
2: You know, he's actually, even though he loves Palm Springs, we're staying. I want to go to a bunch of different places. You know, I want to stay in Malibu for a bit. It's only for four or five days. But I want to yeah. stay in Malibu for a bit. I want, we're going to go to Disneyland. We're going to stay there. Uh, Maybe do West Hollywood, blah, 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 But he's very like, no. He just wants to hang out with you. just wants to hang out, spend time with me. Yeah. Um, we're going to, excha- we, we're, we're sending each other Christmas presents, but like, we're also going to exchange, Um. I think he wants to exchange some more presents when we're there. Oh. Uh, everything's going, I'll be honest with you, everything's going really, really well. It's, I've said this before, even though it's the biggest age gap I've ever had, it's the most grown-up adult relationship I've ever had, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, it's very, very strange. I don't know what to make of it.
1: Uh Rishi and I sh- uh shared gifts yesterday cuz he's going to go down to San Diego for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um and I got him a really nice gift. I got him a uh a Chromebook. Oh, which he so he's been using like his phone and his iPad for mm-hmm. like Zoom calls and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz his MacBook gave out mm-hmm. and he wants a new MacBook, but he's for better and for worse, he Is he just finds uh, big decisions really difficult?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In fact, like probably our biggest fights have been about sort of me criticizing his decision making abilities. So Mm I am being very careful. Not that he's gonna hear this, but my I've learned to be very careful about how I talk about it. And Mm -hmm. it's gonna take him a good six months to a year to to buy a MacBook. I Mm -hmm. know it. So this like cheap ass Chromebook is going to basically just be an internet portal for him for, you know, a couple months. So, lost it. I'm going to tell you, a great purchase. Yeah. I bought a
2: Chromebook like maybe eight years ago on the advice of, let me tell you how long ago you and Daniel Brewer were still friends.
1: Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And yeah. I bought a Chromebook based on his recommendation, one that he recommended. It still acts like, brand, it still works like brand new.
1: Yeah, good.
2: Yeah, okay, it's good. super fast. I love it. And for the most part, Google has made it. So, like, I don't even know what Rishi would need because the only things I ever would need a MacBook for
1: are for podcasting things. Yeah, So I, I'm not even sure what he would specifically. He might not need it, to be honest. He just kind of needs something so he could access some work stuff in yeah. this, those weird chances where he's at home and needs something on the web. hmm Some Zoom calls so he's not, like propping up an iPhone yeah. to, to have like a professional call, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it.
2: So let's transition so. right into this. So on the whole, how would you
1: rate, give it a grade 2021 for you? <sighs> it's a weird one. I would say like maybe B minus. Okay. Okay. And personally, mm-hmm. right. B minus. Um, I'm in a good place with my with everything mm-hmm. um i'm happy about a lot of stuff but then i'm also sort of like um, the things that i'm i guess like concerned about still like they'll 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 resolve in time i'm good i'm in a good place
0: e-minus right, b-. right.
1: what about your grade it's so weird because everyone's like
2: oh this is horrible blah, 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 blah. i don't know i'd give it a b you know like I see a lot of bitching about, and then we we'll get political here a little bit. John, uh, uh, John, John arts, hold on to your horses here. Yeah, I see a lot of bitching about Biden and stuff like that, and uh, I've seen people I know who are like Bernie Bros, essentially friends that I have that are Bernie Bros are on social media. Yeah, who are mad at Biden. Like, oh, I see they no better than Trump. I'm like, I, I, I'm not even saying I disagree with you, but at least we're having like policy arguments and yeah. like he lied about college student loans or whatever. I don't even know the truth behind that, right? But I'm just saying, like, yeah. we're in a place of, like, normal political dialogue.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So to me, like, the fact that, like – and, like, yeah, we're se- – let, let me put it this a different way. We're seeing a surge from this Omicron virus, and I don't know if I said that right, but, like, I don't wake up thinking, like, oh, no, there's no one in charge. <laughs> you know, like – I feel confident in the government that we have that they'll know how to handle this in some way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, so like, on the whole, 2021 is way better than 2020 or 2019 or anything before that, between Trump getting elected. So I'm going to end in my relationship's been good. Podcasting career has been going well. You know? Do I wish I had yeah. more money? Sure. But other than that, no, I think I'm going to give it a B. Yeah.
1: Good, um so we're in a good place. What do we yeah. do next then? We do we wrap this up and say we'll see you in a year? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Alright, well Joey, mm-hmm. it's been nice catching up with you.
2: What do you think I would give at this moment if you'd stay at subtract twenty years from your life? If I'd fall down on my knees Just the Good. ground that you walk on If I could just tell you again
1: All right, Joe, nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. So, Joe, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike.
2: The ground that you walked on, lost in. If I could just tell you, if I Go to
1: hell All right, well uh nice catching up with you Joe. Oh my god I you know I
2: can't say go to hell Mike, you know, in the last
1: uh goodbye
2: Mike Lawson it was nice catching up with you. that's nice Joey yeah uh, Lawson any last things you want to say to everyone here at the Afterthought Media
1: N- no like I think a lot of times people say like follow me on this or that <laughs> but I've actually given up social media so go follow oh, yourselves really? everyone you don't have yeah, any like I Twitter or anything um, I have a fake Twitter account that I use to sort of like keep up to date on stuff, but it's mm. – I don't – I sent one tweet that said this is my first and last tweet uh-huh. so that I feel – I will not be tempted to like tweet something or respond mm. or retweet anything. I just look at stuff. So, so you're done with uh, uh, something
2: so any any idea? Idea. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I, I just wish I could see everybody's faces when they see this show drop in their feed I
1: think it'll be a nice surprise I'm glad I got to kind of catch up with y'all like I do like all your afterthought people I still kind of will see somebody you know see stuff I go on Discord from time to time and I listen to a lot of afterthought shows pretty much all of them oh really yeah
2: Hmm. I wish I could well, everyone, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a very, very special episode. Very special thanks to Darcy Callis and Rich Green for the intro. Uh, the show was produced by me because I kept I kept this a secret from everybody, Lawson. Do you know that? Like, the only person I knew was Aiden. That was it. Good. Yeah. Well, it's about to drop. That'll be great. It's a fun little Christmas surprise. Yeah. I think there's a listener,
1: Sophie, who's like a huge catch. I, I feel like she's going to like break down in tears. I'm excited about the Being Alive stuff, too. Like, I love doing that. And thank you for kind of giving it a place. Oh,
2: thank no. You thank you for doing it. Give me you're going to
1: do it January through January, then? January through January.
2: Once cool. A All right. Well, we'll see you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I guess, Lawson, we'll see you next year. Okay. Bye, everyone.